0: President Yoon Song yeol took aim at Russia and North Korea in his speech at the 78th UN General Assembly. He warned that any military transactions between the two nations would be a violation of UNSC sanctions threatening peace and security in the region. Meanwhile, China seems to be purposely distancing itself from the two countries. What do we make of the president's trip to New York? For further insights, we're now joined by Professor Kim Byung-ju at the Hong University of Foreign Studies. Good morning, Professor Kim. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Let's talk about just a sheer number of sit-downs President Yoon wanted to cover, and it seems that he successfully did so in his recent trip to New York. Uh, As Korea's presidential entourage was departing for the U.N., there were even talks on putting President Yoon's summit diplomacy on the Guinness World Records. (laughs) Now, I'd assume right. that the presidential office wanted to highlight how hard the president has in promoting the Busan Expo, including his time in New York. And even if that doesn't come into fruition, the Guinness World Records, they clearly yeah. highlight an important point.
1: Right, indeed, indeed. Uh, you know, the presidential office was just highlighting how hard he has been working. The thing is, uh, before the UN uh, schedule, actually, they were talking about the uh, you know, President Yoon, since his inauguration, having almost 99 times of uh, bilateral summit mm-hmm. since his he has come into office. Uh, but the thing is now, uh, is that the potential Guinness record? Uh, that's not exactly what they're talking about, but what they're talking about was the... 60 times, uh, 60 summit meetings within a month. Hmm. That's something they were saying. Uh, 60 bilateral meetings and then 10 uh, multilateral uh, meetings within one month. That's the number that they were, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) considering whether this is uh, eligible for, uh, uh, you know, Guinness World Record or not. Uh, Where does this 60 summit meeting a month come from? That uh, obviously comes from the uh, UN schedule this time because Mm -hmm. uh, he had as many as uh, 41 uh, summit meetings, 41 meetings with the heads of the states. And that's, of course, in large part uh, to promote uh, Busan Expo. Uh, mm. and so this is the last uh, minute efforts so we have a november mm. uh, voting coming up to decide which city is going to host the uh, you know expo uh, program here and uh, so it's a last minute effort and he was really uh, you know uh, pushing up big time uh, meeting 41 heads of the states <laughs> uh, <laughs> in UN, they were talking about setting up this post, uh, you know, meeting center, if you will, for <laughs> Korean presidents. You're kidding. At, uh, the, no, uh, really, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because uh, Korean uh, head of delegate, uh, uh, what do you call it? The UN delegation mm-hmm. office for Korea. Cor- Korea has, of course, in New York City, we have uh, the uh, consulate general's office mm-hmm. for Korea, But uh, along with that, there is a kind of like embassy-like presence that's where uh, the head of delegation from Korea to represent Korea in UN together with uh, the staff uh, resides. It's kind of like semi-embassy style office. And uh, that's right next to uh, UN headquarters. So it's Mm -hmm. like a walking distance. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this, uh, you know, UN delegation office, they set up like they're talking about, you know, to switch back and forth they said they set up two different rooms alongside mm-hmm. for this meeting so that president Yun can uh, go between these rooms okay. uh, you know having the back-to-back meetings <laughs> uh, 41 uh, you know meetings of with head of states for the four or five days so it was a really interesting uh, operation and I don't know. Uh, as 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 a former diplomat myself, I was feeling bad for my uh, you know colleagues at the uh, expat <laughs> embassy. That's incredible commitment, cooperation. <laughs> I mean, right. Right. You know, I don't know how they uh, they pulled off. But so they were even talking about the world record and everything. But uh, it just comes on, uh, come comes together. They all come together as one main point that. How hard the Korean government and also President Yoon was working on, kind of uh, finishing, uh, approaching the finish line of this big run, uh, big time to achieve a Busan Expo game. So it was a very interesting story. They, at the end of the, at the end of it, they decided, oh yeah, okay, we realized that the political diplomatic affairs are not the subject for Guinness uh, World Book of Records. Right. So they. <laughs> <laughs> they gave up on that uh, idea, but, uh, you know, it's a very interesting uh, case, I guess. It,
0: it turned heads and it got our attention. I mean, just mm-hmm. a, just the fact that it was even up for it or viable for it, <laughs> I, I think it highlights an important point. And as you've said, Dr. Kim, that less leg effort to um, try to host, he was on Expo, only mm-hmm. less than two months to go until uh, right. all members are able to vote. Of course, mm-hmm. there were many other talking points that were brought up in President Yoon's speech. Uh, namely, in his UN General Assembly speech, we heard he touched upon the idea of carbon-free alliance. Can you mm-hmm. help us understand mm-hmm. what this is about?
1: Yeah, this may be something new for many of the audience mm-hmm. here, uh, carbon-free alliance, CFA. Uh, carbon-free alliance, uh, this comes to us as a relatively new, new uh, idea, but I think uh, compared to that, I think many of us have heard about RE100. Mm. Uh, you know, the idea that uh, corporations, countries want to achieve all of 100% of their uh, energy supply based on renewable energy. Mm. So RE100 movement has been going on for quite some time. Uh, Korea's case, for example, the SK uh, group and Samsung, also they signed up for it. Uh, It's uh, like worldwide, uh, you know, they they have this like a uh, RE100 alliance and that they all and only accept some of the world's biggest corporations. And as I said, SK and Samsung are members. And so overall, RE100 movement has been something that has been going on quite some time and big movement. The problem is RE100, uh, you know, um, filling up your 100% of energy use based on uh, renewable energy, mm-hmm. Sounds great, but the thing is, if you really want to put that into practice, mm. different countries are in different positions. Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. example, like if you're Saudi Arabia, uh, you have a huge desert mm. uh, that you don't use any other any, any other things for. For instance, and you have lots of sunshine, mm. sun, and that's great for your solar energy. Mm. But Korea, where our land is limited, mm-hmm. and we're not like Italy or Spain where get where we can get lots of sunshine all the time throughout the year that's not the case uh kind of difficult and uh in like a windy country like a northern european countries mm-hmm. maybe i don't know uh yes. will be great for wind energy right uh, and also if you have a you know big uh land space or even like uh offshore space you can build this uh, wind turbine towers and stuff like that no matter what, Korea is not one of the best countries that's best fit for renewable energy, if you're talking about solar or wind, and even hydropower. Hydropower mm-hmm. is uh, you know renewable energy, but, but we don't have those kind of stuff here. So Korea is on the disadvantageous side of RE100 movement. Mm-hmm. And as an alternative now, this uh, carbon-free alliance uh, has been proposed uh, initially, it was proposed by the UN. UN uh, Energy Division proposed the idea of uh, carbon-free movement, and now uh, President Yoon put Korea as one of the main drivers, hopefully, for this carbon-free movement. Carbon-free movement idea is this: adding on to the idea of R E hundred, meaning that you know renewable is important. Let's go renewable. Why? Because we want to reduce carbon, uh, you know, emissions. And so in on top of it, uh, you know, carbon free alliance is that two things, mostly uh, nuclear energy and also hydrogen uh, power. Mm -hmm. They are very important. Mm -hmm. And so countries like Korea, we can use nuclear energy and hydrogen, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, the power generation and everything uh, to add on top of RE movement. In that case, we are going to be in a fine position. Korea is strong in in nuclear and then hydrogen, we want to be stronger and stuff like that. So uh, that's the idea. And he's proposing this at uh, the United Nations saying RE100 may not be totally sufficient. I don't know whether he said it out loud, but he said, look, we need carbon free alliance, Mm. emphasizing nuclear and hydrogen. So that was an important statement for Korean president to make, and that's what he did.
0: Mm. Uh, Energy portfolio, that's really specific to our region. And it seems to be a more Mm. realistic approach in dealing with renewable energy sources right. uh, because right. we have so many grounds to cover. Professor Kim, I also want to direct you to the part of the UN General Assembly speech where President Yoon criticized Russia for its dealing with North Korea. Uh, no arms deal was signed. There's just a wide array of speculations as we discuss. But what should we note in that part of the message, maybe even the tone and the manners?
1: Uh, he was very direct this time. Uh, this is his second uh General Assembly mm. speech, the way I remember it, and uh, very different this time. And usually, uh, General U.N. General Assembly speeches by heads of the states, uh, they tend to be diplomatic and everything. But this time on Russia and uh, North Korea, he was very direct. He he made it very clear that Russia, as a uh, member of P5, mm. permanent five members of the U.N. Security Council, where United uh, Nations issues Security Council resolutions against rogue states like North Korea when they, uh, you know, launch missiles and uh, test nuclear bombs and stuff like that. United Nations Security Council resolution is one of the strongest measures uh, you can use uh, uh, multilaterally. And that puts all these sanctions, economic sanctions in place Mm -hmm. against North Korea when they violate international rules. And... uh, from P5 of UN uh, SSC Security Council is the main uh, they are the main actors and Russia is the main key member of this and uh, uh, President Yoon made it clear that as a member of P5, Russia having this discussion of arms exchange with North Korea is a direct violation of the rule that Russia has acted to put on and mm. so he just uh, you know made a point that this system is not sustainable and even kind of like a showing a gesture of taking side with the United States and, and Japan that have suggested maybe it's time for the world to change the P5 system, adding more permanent members, mm. uh implying that diluting power of the existing P5 members mm. like Russia or China. Um, maybe you know for four decades there have been talks about adding Japan or Germany as new uh, permanent members of security council and and uh, Biden and Kishida raised similar issues once again this time and uh, President Yoon taking similar side by accusing Russia of potentially violating its most one of the most fundamental principles that's mm-hmm. what President Yoon did this time uh,
0: the Russian embassy in Seoul was quick to react to this speech of course and we also hear a high-level Russian diplomat w- w- will visit soon uh, what do we read into these moves made by Russia
1: it was quite unusual for Russian embassy in Korea right. posting these uh, internet messages regarding the president of this country uh, speaking to the U.S. Uh, and uh, UN General Assembly, right. because you know the the the, lo- uh, the the government of these embassies can raise all these issues against the government, uh, the other government, and everything, but. Uh, usually, you know, diplomatic missions, they don't directly express or issue statements against their hosting country, but that's what Russian embassy in Korea did this time, directly against uh, President Yoon's uh, United Nations General Assembly uh, speech. And they were accusing a Korean president joining United States for kind of public relations mm-hmm. attack mm-hmm. against Russia. And mm-hmm. they even called this is being led by the United States. This is a hybrid war mm. against Russia and South Korea may be uh, joining a part here, and that's not uh, desirable. So that's a, some of the strongest possible wording you can expect mm. uh, to be issued from a diplomatic post uh, posted here in Korea. So it was uh, very regretful in a way, mm. uh, you know, considering... Diplomatic norms and everything, and of course, this followed the fact that uh, Vice Minister of Foreign Affairs, first Vice Minister of Foreign Affairs Tang actually uh, summoned uh, Russian Ambassador Kulik to Minister of Foreign Affairs a few days ago, uh, protesting against the, the meeting between Putin and uh, Kim Jong Un. At that time, reportedly, Russian Ambassador to Korea didn't really issue any strong statement, which is diplomatic norm, but. Afterwards, uh, you know, these is- statements issued being issued against President Yun and so on seems uh, quite serious. But adding to that, uh, relating to the second part of your question, mm. uh, we are hearing that the Russian uh, Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs in charge of Asia Pacific Affairs may be uh, coming mm. into Seoul this coming week. We still have to confirm all the details, but. Andrey Rudenko is the deputy minister of foreign affairs in charge of Asia Pacific, and actually his visit had been talked about even before Kim Jong-un's meeting with uh, Putin, so uh, we may not attach too much of importance to this, but then again, you know, having this uh, schedule considered, maybe we can Find the possibility of managing the situation better because he's coming into mm-hmm. town anyway, mm-hmm. and we can talk about Putin, Kim Jong Un meeting together with uh, Russian embassies. This strong statement and everything. So this could be potentially positive.
0: Okay, so we'll have to wait and see. And and finally, uh, perhaps in contrast to how direct President Yun was about addressing Russia this time, uh, in his UN General Assembly speech. President Yoon did not mention China, perhaps strategically. And on Saturday, Korea's prime minister met with Xi Jinping and Hangzhou on the sidelines of the Asian Games opening ceremony. Can we say, ever so carefully, things are beginning to look up with China. I mean, she is even said to be considering visiting South Korea.
1: Right. That seems to be the hope of many observers here. Okay. And Korea's prime minister, uh, in his meeting with uh, Xi Jinping, uh emphasize the order based on rules. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very good thing that Korean Prime Minister actually emphasized the, the, the Korea's point very clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Korea supports order based on rules. And that that includes a lot of different things, of course. And and that was taken quite positively by Korean observers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that Korea has made our position very, very clear. And in in return, we heard uh, China's uh, the Xi Jinping said, uh, "Korea has to make it clear to China that Korea respects China's key interest." Mm-hmm. Uh, so both sides had an opportunity to make clear what it wants. Uh, so that's positive. And based on that, we are talking about and and you mentioned in the news segment before this section here uh, on today's program that Xi Jinping said uh, he is going to seriously consider visiting Seoul. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's all good. And uh, what's happening is, uh, I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow in mm-hmm. Seoul, uh, we will have a senior officials meeting among uh, Korea, Japan, and China uh, regarding the future schedule. And uh, this uh, SOM, senior officials meeting, will be talking about uh, getting the trilateral cooperation back on track. And if that happens, uh, possibly the foreign ministers of three countries could actually meet uh, this year, Mm -hmm. uh, within the remaining month of the year. And then that could be followed by the trilateral summit between Yun, Kishida, and Xi, possibly. And then it could be followed by Xi Jinping's uh, bilateral visit here in Seoul as well. So uh, those are all kind of uh, positive and encouraging mm. schedule we are looking ahead. Mm. Of course, there could be different variables that could you know the uh, emerge and come up. but for now, China correlations uh, looks uh, relatively positive. I agree with the uh, um, most of the observers are saying
0: okay. We'll have to keep tabs on that with an important uh, sit-down, as you've said, coming up tomorrow. Uh, Senior officials from China, Japan, and South Korea scheduled to sit down for trilateral talks. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Kim, for today's insights. Have a great week. Enjoy your chuseok holiday. We'll speak to you again next (laughs) week.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.